Welcome to Transformation. I'm Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network. Glad to be here for another edition of our podcast series. And of course, our appreciation goes out to the Minnesota Department of Agriculture for its support of Transformation. In this series of podcasts, we focus in on managing stress in agriculture and the historic drought impacting a large portion of the northern plains is certainly a significant source of stress. The Drought Monitor has placed a large area in the extreme or exceptional drought category this year. And today we get some perspective from a rancher who's been through this before. C. Wayne Vance was named the North Dakota Stockman's Association Rancher of the Year in 2016 when he was 85 years old. Wayne is 90 today and is still an active rancher. He was born in the era of the Dust Bowl and has experienced drought many times before on his ranch. So let's begin our conversation with C. Wayne Vance of Ray, North Dakota. My folks moved here on this place in 1937 at Thanksgiving time. And so I've been here ever since. (laughs) I was six years old when I come here. So... So I've seen some more, a lot of dry years, too, you know, but I don't think they've ever been this, you know, widespread and severe. I've been farming since I was, I quit high school. I went two years to high school and my dad got crippled up. And so I've been farming and ranching since I was 16. How old are you now, Wayne? 90. And still ranching. What's the history? What have you seen on, on your ranch as far as uh, some of these dry periods before? Oh, gosh, I don't know where you start. <laughs> Way back in, even in the 50s, early 50s, it was really dry. It's been every 10 years, it's dry, it's dry it seems like. What's, what's the situation this year, Wayne? What are, you, what are you seeing this year with the drought? Well, the things that are that we're going through right now, you know, we're, we're bone dry. We don't have any sun moisture at all. Like we, we working on a, a pipeline in the pasture, a shallow line, and we dug down, we had to put in a drain. We dug down three feet and that, that dirt was so dry. It just come out of there just like little rocks. The thing there's, I live in this in Valley. We have a lot of irrigation. I suppose there's, oh, I don't know, there must be 25 pivots in the valley here. But they all don't, some of them, some of us use, they raise cattle, so we got hay under those pivots. And like myself, we've got 90 acres that we just seeded to, to uh, hay for our cows. And there's some alfalfa under that pivot, and we've been trying to, water that up but it seems like a pivot can't keep up <laughs> no doubt western north dakota's uh faced droughty droughty conditions dry conditions in the past are there any memorable years any memorable droughts that come to mind for you well there's one there's a, one thing to look forward to in 1961 we were really dry and had grasshoppers and you know we didn't hardly raise any crop or anything and then in 62, come along, it never rained in 62 till the third week in May. And then we got six inches rain for three months in a row. You know, every month it rained six inches, about six inches. 
so we still got hope <laughs> that we'd be in that situation again. And yeah, in '62, if you didn't have it seated by the third week in May, you didn't get it seated. Of course, in those days, we summer followed, and uh, you couldn't work summer fall or anything in the fall. We plowed down, you know, plowed down weeds, and <laughs> yeah, but we had a good crop. Certainly, looking to the '80s, so, '90s, we had some pretty significant droughts in some of those times as well. Yeah, '88 was really tough. It was really dry and fighting grasshoppers. We raised like five bushel wheat. If you sprayed it enough, you sprayed it two, three times for grasshoppers. Of course, the grasshoppers are so bad that they were eating our pastures up. So some of the guys, they just they spread their cattle out in every pasture. They put a few cattle. Because it seemed like the <clears throat> where the cattle were in grazing, that the grasshoppers kind of stayed away. That's kind of the story of our life. <laughs> if I recall, the uh, interest rates in the '80s are a whole lot different than what we're seeing today, as well. That broke a lot of us. It broke me. I started over. I started over with rented. We had the home place that wasn't mortgaged. Sold our cattle. Sold everything that we could get rid of, and I started over with uh, share crop, share cattle. That's how, I, and then I got started over again. When you go through that, uh, you don't take so many risks. You kind of keep things in perspective. That's what thing I did in the in the eighties, uh, in the seventies, in seventy. Uh, three of my neighbors and I, uh, we formed a grazing association through the FHA. And we had a 40-year mortgage for 5%. We managed to hang that together. We were paying 5% and the interest at the bank was 18, you know, yeah. through the 80s there. So that was one of the smarter things that I ever done. And I organized that. We ma- I managed to keep Four families together for 35 years. It's quite an accomplishment. The, yeah, it is. I th- when I think back on it, I don't know if I want to start over. <laughs> we went through, you know, you go through alcoholism and divorces and, yeah, yeah. But it but it worked. I'm not sorry we did it at all. Now we, now we got a good-sized ranch, and I got one daughter and her husband and their, and their son, they're involved in the ranch, and and my son I raised three daughters, and a son, and my son is here with me, ranching and farming. So my youngest daughter, she lives up by Ray and and Ramon, and their youngest son, they're farming quite a chunk of land, and and that's how they make their living. And of course, we're lucky. We're lucky enough that we're. They live in the oil field, so we got some oil wells. We don't have a lot of minerals, but we always have those damages from pipelines. And, you know, whatever you get is kind of a gift that you don't have. Wayne, what advice would you have for others? Uh, You certainly have had to persevere through weather challenges like we're going through right now uh, in years past. What uh, what would you say to some of your fellow ranchers? Well, I don't know. You know, my friends and neighbors are doing lots of different things. They're, they're, some of them are still feeding their cattle. 
some of them have sent part of their cattle to Nebraska. Keep your base and sell every you know as much as you can. But it's hard to find the you know the slaughter market is halfway decent. We called on our cows and we sold half our replacement heifers, and that's about all you can do. It's got to be tough though when you, you work so hard to to really build up the genetics on your herd. Yes. I've got some friends, they they ranch east of me, and uh, they had 400, they run about 400 cows at least in February. They sent 200 cows to South Dakota. They delivered a, a bull to me the other day from north of Powers Lake. They're seeding feed, and they don't know what they're going to do yet. They just struggling along, trying to figure out where they're going to raise enough feed to keep it going, enough pasture. Right, I ordered the other day, I ordered some, you know, instead of seeding wheat, which is a shame because the wheat is, hasn't been this high in a long time, they're going to have to seed if we get any rains where they can raise some hay, save their cows. Yeah, that's I ordered some corn, the 60-day maturity, uh, grazing corn, and I'll, I can see that cut out uh, like the 1st of July and still have winter grazing. If it works, we'll see. You talked about your experience forming that, that grazing association. Did that kind of teach you some things, especially in years like this when we're short on grass? Yeah, yeah. We've got, like, yeah, they, my daughter and her husband and her grandson, they sold a bunch of cows. and We got some grass we didn't use last year, and we're hoping. If it rains at all, we should be able to save the base herd. We might have to wean our calves early. And I don't have many answers. It's just, you know, every situation is different. One thing I'm proud of, I never had a job where they, they could fire me. But always had something to do. <laughs> to be ranching at 90, you must enjoy what you're doing, Wayne. Yeah. If I was going to, young guy and going to start over, I guess I'd do the same thing. I enjoy my job and my life. And you got to have a good, uh, obviously, family, but, but neighbors and, and the community around you as well to, to yeah. go yeah. forward. Yeah. My, my wife died three years ago. But we were married for 10 days short of 67 years. She's been gone three years now. So I'm sorry about that. And it's good to have the that next generation, your kids and grandkids in the operation too, to see it uh, continuing. Any final thoughts, Wayne, that we should consider as we kind of look particularly at this issue of a drought and, and really how you persevere? If one of these days it's going to rain. you got to have faith enough to it, we don't know when it's going to rain, but one of these days it'll start raining again. We'll get in the wet cycle instead of this dry one. You just got to keep your chin up and keep it going. The eternal optimist. Well, yeah, you got to be optimistic. We got, we've put in a really tough year since the COVID showed up. It really changed people's attitude. You know, they kind of, a lot of people, I lost a lot of friends, but you got to, you got to keep it going. Do you see us getting out of that whole COVID situation? But, uh, what's your thoughts there, Wayne? Yeah, I I never got it because uh, I was re- I was really careful where I went and what I who I was around. But now I, I've had 
both shots. I, I got the last shot, I think it was the end of March, something like that. And uh, I'm not supposed to catch it anymore, but I'm, I'm, I'm not too proud to wear my mask. That's good. Have you ever seen anything like this past year? Uh, it's just been amazing. No, no. No, I haven't. I never have. You know, my dad's mother died of, of the flu in 1918. And so that kind of left an impression, I guess, that maybe you should be kind of take things a little more serious when it comes to something like this. It's pretty, you got to take it pretty serious. A big thank you to C. Wayne Vance. We appreciate the chance to visit. What a what an amazing man. Uh, reminder, you can hear all of our Transformation podcasts online at rrfn.com forward slash transformation. We'd also like to remind you that if you're dealing with stress, help is available. The Minnesota Farm and Rural Helpline is free and confidential. It's available 24-7. The helpline number is 833-600-2670. That's 833-600-2670. You can also visit minnesotafarmstress.com. That's Transformation. Until next time, I'm Don Wick.